With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of AEW. A little bit different format here for those watching on video. Uh, We're all sort of stay at home, but the show must go on. So happy to keep bringing you guys the podcast. Today, we have uh, a wonderful guest, one that I've been particularly, like, really excited to get here. We've got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. You pay big money for those letters, so I'm going to make sure uh, I say them. But (laughs) Britt Baker was the first person, uh, the first female signed to All Elite Wrestling. She is uh, a wonderful member of our women's roster. Fantastic heel, if I might say so myself. You had a great run on the indies. And then on top of that, in case you didn't know, she's a dentist. And I didn't even pay you to say all that. Wow. No. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so honored <laughs> by father. <laughs> yeah, we're good friends. We're good friends. I like to think so, at least. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we go we go way back, me and Aubrey, way, actually, way from that uh, unfortunate incident in Jacksonville. Ooh, where- boy. I mean, let's let's dive right into it because that's really where we. I mean, I've, I've we've met each other before. We were at different different indie events, different. Right. I think we worked we worked one show in the indies together, and then I actually refed your dark match in the May Young Classic. Yes. And yes. then the first time we worked together at AEW was Fight for the Fallen in the tag match where you Fight famously for the got right. You famously got the concussion. Like the one of the worst experiences that ever happened to me in professional wrestling to date was when I got my concussion early on in the match, like within like what a minute or two. It was definitely within the first two minutes, right? And um, Aubrey literally kept kept the puzzle pieces together as best as she possibly could, and I will never, ever, ever ever forget that all night um because you can't go to sleep when you have a concussion or if you do you have to be checked on aubrey had her i don't even know what floor she was on but our hotel rooms were on different floors every hour she would come to my hotel room check on me make sure i was okay text the doc hey brit's okay go back to her room every hour so that just speaks of her character and ever since then i just feel like i'm forever indebted to to aubrey because she's incredible incredible human oh i didn't even that is a great story what is it about you guys from the independent circuit that makes you all so cool and so caring you know it's it's listen and i say that because i never worked the independent circuits you know i worked wcw where everybody hated everybody kind of but now we got all these great people that have wrestled on the independent circuit or a refereed on the independent circuit, and you're all just cool people. What is it? Somebody explain that to me. I, I think that we all share the common, like it's a genuine, true love and passion for professional wrestling because some right. of the some of the indie scenes are not, you know, it's not glamorous to to put it lightly. And you you work for every penny and and dollar you make, and, and when you start out start out, you don't make anything. You go in the hole right. with all your traveling, and for myself included, if anyone ever questions my love of professional wrestling. I should have been diagnosed with insanity years ago if I didn't, because I was enrolled in an academic curriculum, which 
all but promises success as a dentist. So why, I mean, why would I pursue professional wrestling as an independent where you are by no means promised, you know, fame, fortune, or, or that you'll no. wrestle be nothing. Nobody owes you shit. <laughs> right, right. Wrestling doesn't owe you anything. So I think, and it's really I, all us independent nerds coming together. We, we just love sharing all our stories and, oh, remember when? Or And, and you, all, you connect the dots. It's, it's all one big family. It's such a small world too, which is all, it's, it's just fun. It's all, all in the love and support of professional wrestling. So when did you get the bug that you, when did you know, you know, obviously you have to study to be a dentist and you have to put a lot of time and effort into it. Mm-hmm. But when did you know or when did you get the bug that you wanted to be a wrestler? So I was just I was a wrestling fan and I had no idea what independent wrestling was. Never heard of it. I was like, what, like indie music. What are you, what is, what are you talking about? So when I, I was finishing school at Penn State University and I was set to move to Pittsburgh to start dental school and some of my friends had said, oh, like Pittsburgh has a big independent wrestling scene. You should check it out. Meaning like I should go to the shows, not I should try out to be a wrestler. Right. But um, I, I, so I did my research and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Maybe I'll just try it. So I sent an email. Hey, I would like to try out. Obviously assuming nothing would come from it. I was just like, Ooh, I could like get in a wrestling ring. Just, just kind of like typical, like fangirl stuff. So at, and Penn state and Pittsburgh are not close. It's two and a half hours one way. Right. So got in the car, drove, the guy you did your 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 bumps your rolls that everybody is absolutely terrible at the first time it's embarrassing and then they're like yeah you you start uh, next month well i wasn't moving to pittsburgh for another 3 months so i had to make the drive from pittsburgh to state college for oh uh, boy three months on top of that doing you know, when when you start you all everyone does ring crew you go to all the shows. So, I mean, I would be getting home at like seven in the morning sometimes, but I loved it. It, it was no, I never once was like, oh my gosh, this is, I don't want to do this. This is terrible. This is, this is, you know, BS. I, I truly loved every moment of it. And when, then when I start, when I got into dental school, that's when, when it really got tough. And as far as like with my peers, now it's cool. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I, Dr. Britt Baker, I know her. I went to school with her. But, but when I was in school, I was not, I was like the outcast. Because dental school is, you know, academic aces from around the world. Right. Uh, the dental school I went to specifically, I, th- I think it was three three point seven percent acceptance rate. So it's it's oh, the boy. cream of the crop. And for people to be like, "What you're doing wrestling? What? Why aren't you studying? Why aren't you in the library?" I, I was just a weirdo. I was not the cool kid whatsoever. So that was kind of, it. Was kind of lonely at sometimes because I didn't have. It's not like I was going to all these dental outings or socials because I had I just I had no time. I had to get to the gym because I had to be in shape. I had to look the part. I had to watch wrestling and if I missed raw the night before I was sitting in the back of the classroom watching it on my computer as the professor had the PowerPoint on the screen. I, and I definitely got caught more, you know, when, when you open your laptop and you're praying the sound isn't on, but the sound is on and everybody in the room. Oh yeah. Can't even tell you how many times that's happened to me. (laughs) But, um, so that was kind of how everything got started. It was really, and, and, and I, I, I will say I fell into a lot of good luck um, with wrestling some awesome opponents. I got to train with Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano. I got to mm. wrestle Candice LeRae early on. And just the opportunities I, I had early, early on really helped me to where I am today. This is a silly question, but no such how, thing. <laughs> how many times or how often do your, your colleagues come to you for dental advice backstage? Oh my gosh, more often than you would think. And it's always, it's, they're always embarrassed. Like, Hey, you know, I, I hate to bother you with this, but it's like, that's my job. I went to school. Right. 
I've been in school since I was a kid until a year ago. This is like my first full year, not, not being in any type of school. So it's really weird for me, but it's my passion. Why would you not ask me something like that? And even people that like live in Orlando are like embarrassed to come to my, I see a lot of wrestlers, but then there's also wrestlers that are like, oh no, I, I can't have her look at my mouth. But why, why would you trust anyone else? I'm going to shoot straight with you. I'm right. not, not going to work you. I'm not going to. So, uh, but I get it. it some of you, people don't like the dentist. Yeah, they don't like the dentist. Also, you know, it's your profession. You get paid for it. So they're, they're, they're kind of thinking that they're looking for free advice. And, and so I get that, you know. No, so. I charge every time backstage. There's, <laughs> there's a copay. She has. I asked her about, like, preferred toothbrush on the road, and she held out her hand, and I had to pay her money yeah. first. Took or you insurance, got the, everything. Yeah, got the, or you got the, got the little square plugged in your phone. You can zip a credit card. The swipe, it. yep. Right, swipe and go. So which was harder, dental school or wrestling school? Dental school and wrestling school together. That <laughs> together. Was, they're yeah. just they're so different. I mean, dental school, the, the grueling coursework you have to do, you don't, you don't sleep as it is. And then when you have wrestling school, you have to go to twice a week for three hours, four hours. It was total, total insanity, but I would do it again because I get to do both things now. Thank God for AEW because I can be a dentist and a wrestler. So hindsight, like everything paid off and then some, and it's going to continue to pay off for years and years to come because I get to do both, both of my true loves. So talk about that a little bit because your schedule is probably one of the craziest given that you do both the dental stuff full time and you're basically at the venue every Wednesday almost right. like you're either doing commentary or doing wrestling or you're there pretty, pretty frequently. So what does your schedule on a weekly basis look like? Yeah. And that was something I had worked out in my agreement early on that I wanted to be able to still practice dentistry in some capacity because you know that's my forever career. And that's something that I, w- I went to school for eight years for. I have student loans debt that I will probably die with. So I wanted to make sure that I, if I'm going to be a dentist, I get to do it the right way. And it was, it, Tony was like, absolutely no problem. So basically I work full, I work in the office Monday, Tuesday, um, get the latest flight possible to wherever city we're going to fly out Tuesday night. Uh, Wednesday, we have our tapings. And then third, if I'm lucky Wednesday night, I get to go to the hotel room and nap a little bit. Sometimes not catch the first flight, either, either red eye Wednesday night or Thursday morning. And I mean, my, I have my scrubs on as I'm flying and everything. As soon as I get off the plane, I go straight to the dental office, work all day, Thursday, and then Friday. That's insane. Yep, and it is, but I mean, I get to do it. There's people that don't that don't get to do both things True. that they love. So how how can I complain? Say, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. No, I'm literally getting to do both of my dreams. So I would be pretty selfish. You know, it's insane, but it's admirable too. I mean, it really is because uh, a lot of us on Monday and Tuesday. I'm not speaking for uh, Aubrey, but a lot of us just hang out in front of PlayStation Four, <laughs> and you go to work. <laughs> so. So there you go. You do, Mr. Arkham, Arkham City. Oh, yeah, thank you very much. I certainly yeah. do. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm very, very thankful. I will forever be thankful for AEW because, in, you know, in, in any other company, WWE, NXT, I, this wouldn't be possible. I wouldn't be able to do both. You are living at the Performance Center. You're living. You you have to travel nonstop through the week, and, the, and it just wouldn't be possible. But this is, this is I'm literally living the dream. Sure. I, and I get that. I, I really do. Now, you're from Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Right. I yep. mean, that, that, everybody knows Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, because of Puxatawney Phil. That's have you right. met him? Have you met him? I have. We um, in high school, elementary school, middle school, high school. We it's a it's a holiday. We, you get off school, you go to the <laughs> it's called Gobbler's Knob, and you sit in the woods and wait for this groundhog to come out. And it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. But it's it's just it's what we do. It's Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Well, the movie Groundhog Day 
portrayed it as a really quaint, nice town. Was that really shot at Puxatawney? Those, those no, I, I no, I believe it was filmed in Chicago. Oh my gosh, that makes sense. Yeah, right? and and the how they portrayed Groundhog's Day is like so very inaccurate. The town itself is very small and quaint, but. Groundhog Day is like a big rager in the woods. Like everyone's partying and waiting okay. for the groundhog and dancing. So that they got that part wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so I was going to ask what your hometown's like the first week of February, but I guess you, you answered it. Just, uh, just everybody is big party. old party. When did you, when did you know a, a, a young lady from Puxatawney, Pennsylvania? When did you know, Hey, I want to be a dentist. When did, when did that first hit you? Now, we talked about being a wrestler. Oh, that's, this is a good okay. story. This is a good story. So um, I went to Penn State University, huge partying school, and I was very active in, in the partying early on. Really? Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm from <laughs> no a small town, that. so that's my first time out of the house. I'm like, oh, my, right. oh my gosh. Um, and I'm a football fanatics, and, and Penn State football is a cult, and it's a religion if you go there. And if you if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. I'm like, so Nittany oh, Lions, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, bleed, we bleed blue. So my first two years, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was really good in school. I, I always got A's. I loved science and I liked healthcare. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And eventually my dad got on my ass and was like, look, you're wasting money right now. You need to figure out what you want to do this summer. This was my second year of school this summer. Or, or you, you need to go to a different school that's cheaper because you're just wasting money. And I was like, okay. So I spent that whole summer job shadowing everything imaginable in the healthcare field from you know nursing to different uh, physicians doctors the, and the financial department like everything you could think of and I, and I didn't like any of it so it wasn't until I went to my my own personal general dentist and shouted him for a day when I was like oh my gosh this is really cool because it's it's so it's so interesting when when you first get your eyes on, on like a whole de- a dental appointment from start to finish and there's so much there's science that goes behind it it's artwork it's it's just really cool. And you get to have your own creative twist onto it too. And that's when I was, uh, that really got the wheels turning. So then I, I shadowed more and more and more. And I went to my financial advisor and I said, Hey, I really want to be a dentist. This is what I want to do. I, I got it. She looked up, pulled up my grades. She says, mm, no, you're never going to get into dental school. You got to pick something. <laughs> so I was like, that was it. Like, I was like, okay. Bitch, please. Month. Like now, now it's on. So my, my GPA at the time was like 2.8, was not, not good, would have never gotten into dental school. I did absolutely nothing but study, get my grades up and watch wrestling for the next two years, brought it up to like a 3.8. And I then emailed her every single acceptance letter into dental school that I had because I was just, wow. I was just like big, you know, giving it to her. <laughs> right. So you are a natural heel. <laughs> I am a natural heel. Well, she, you know, she pissed me off. She, she, right. Your advisor supposed to be encouraging, <laughs> not telling you, Hey, you're not, you're never going to be a dentist. I was like, okay, that's it. Maybe she was just encouraging you the right way. You didn't know. I, I, I probably owe her a lot of, of, you know, she she's really lit the fire though, so I owe her right. more than I should. You know, have negative feelings towards her. <laughs> we're talking with Britt Baker on AEW Unrestricted, and next we're going to talk about AEW and her coming into our company. Talking with Britt Baker here on AEW Unrestricted. Britt, the first female wrestler signed to AEW. Who contacted you? Uh, what was your initial reaction to joining the roster? Okay, so I was working a lot of shows at the time at Ring of Honor with. Um, the Bucks, Cody, Brandy, and it was all, it was kind of like 
chitter chatter about something. Something's coming up. Nobody, everyone heard of, of that this wrestling company might be might be in the works, but nobody knew what was going on. Um, so I had talked to Brandy and Cody, and they were kind of like, "Are, are you? Do you have a deal anywhere? Are you signing anywhere?" And I was like, "No, I, I signed a year contract with my dental office." And I said, "Okay, well, well don't sign anything, <laughs> but that's it. You know, just don't 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 sign don't sign a deal or contract anywhere." Okay. So then it was, I remember I was Christmas shopping. I was getting, buying Christmas decorations and I, and I, Brandy starts contacting me, telling me, Hey, we want to offer you a deal for all elite wrestling just goes on into every nitty gritty detail all within one conversation. It was like, Oh my gosh, overload. Cause I went from working in the dental office to working the independence to here's this giant wrestling contract. Oh, and by the way, you get to still work as a dentist and wrestle for national television. So for me, I was like, I, I had to wait the next day to see like, was that real or is that, that, am I dreaming that? Yeah. Cause it's kind of a dream come true. Like that offer It really is a dream come true. Yeah. So I, I worked pretty closely with Brandy and Cody to, to get the contract finalized. And then it was basically from that point, just zip, keep your lips shut and, and wait until everything's officially announced. And then we had the, um, the, the press conference in Jacksonville. That was quite an exciting moment. Wasn't the press conference in Jacksonville? Oh my gosh, that, I mean, that walking across that stage and saying that you know, I'm, I'm signed to all elite wrestling and walking yeah. across the stage when I got my dental school diploma were the two best days of my life. It's just wow. such a sense of accomplishment. Like, like it's like, it's almost like a big exhale. Like, Oh, I did it. That's awesome. Uh, talk about your first match in AEW defeating Nyla Rose, awesome Kong and Kylie Ray in that fatal four way. Oh man, the emotion that was that was a crazy day because um, my my first exposure with this specific audience as crowd was was all in, and when I went into all in, I was like, I was the un- no one knew who I was. I, I hadn't wrestled on on TV, and all the, and all the other girls had in that match. So people were kind of like, "Who's this girl?" So, um, but but coming into the this w- was double or nothing. It was the yeah. exact opposite. I was the girl that they all knew from all in. So I felt so much pressure, a different kind right. of pressure, to impress and 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 really live up to the hype. But oh my gosh, that was just the the fans that night. The, all they wanted to do was cheer and show their appreciation for us. It didn't matter what they what we did or how it went. They were absolutely electric, amazing. I will never forget that night. Right, it was life changing. Like that show just felt so crazy. It was. Re- it really made everything real. Finally, because it was. We we were talking about it and keeping secrets for so long, and then like when we're finally out there, and like the set, the the fans, the lights, the everything. It was just you really had to take a deep breath and and realize, wow, this is real. We're we're doing it. Do you realize? And and this is not only for for you, Brett, but for you, Aubrey. Do, do you realize that? Because you were on the first show and because you were so well received, I don't know. We we have no idea how, where this uh, this adventure is going to take us. AEW can take us anywhere, but you were on the you were at the beginning. You were at the start of it, and that's something that, that they can't take away from you. I mean that that has to be really. I, I feel great about that, and you should feel great about that too. It's awesome. I do because it, anytime you get to write the history books, I mean that, that it's permanent. Yeah, they can't. They're not going to go back and erase that. You're. It doesn't matter what happens from then point on. You were a part of the first, the first of the first, and that's that's some like money can't buy that. That's mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. And I, I right. think Aubrey, you can agree. Yeah, it was funny because the. Britt was at the press conference, which I think was like January 7th or so. January, yeah. Yeah. And then I got my offer for Double or Nothing about two weeks later, but it wasn't public until probably like middle of May when they announced the rest of the ref team. So I had this thing that I just couldn't talk about. And then Britt and I were both on Shimmer 
in April and I literally come up to her, I'm like, hey, so I signed this thing and I have so many questions and I need to talk to you. So uh, let's go. <laughs> and we like walk down to 7-Eleven and I'm like picking her brain like, okay, what about this? What about this? What about this? Yeah, wow. it's crazy. It like, so it, wild. I, it's, you don't realize, like when you get your first real contract that's like 13 pages and you're like, um, I don't know. Massive. I don't know. It's very overwhelming. It's really exciting. You're like, oh my gosh, I have a contract. But then you're like, okay, I need help because d- I've never done this before. But so we all, I mean, we all were talking and had so many questions. We we're helping each other. So we were, we were bonding early on. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked earlier about your concussion and we talked about how, how Aubrey helped you out with the concussion. And were you a uh, little gun shy to get back in the ring after that concussion? For months. I that that really really spooked me because it was it wasn't just that night and then it was over like that the effects of it lasted for over a week I what what's really scared me is I lost all peripheral vision out of my left eye and that was instant I was telling Aubrey the whole time in the ring I can't see I can't see that was literally and, the first thing you told me was I can't see out of my left eye and immediately I'm like whoop that's a concussion so uh now we're gonna have to manage this and she knew and I was I mean it and it was also mortifying it was the worst moment of my wrestling career when I went to the wrong tag corner and it was instant I'm the laughing stock of the wrestling world and I'm just like oh my god this is it I'm done for I'm never gonna recover from this I better I have to quit no it was it was awful it was so embarrassed and and just the whole match it was probably one of my worst performances I had no idea where I was I had no idea where to go what was next who was who and then um on top of that the whole next week I couldn't see and I'm talking I'm texting Doc Sampson who was phenomenal by the way I mean he would answer my every text and call no matter what hour he was just just to keep me calm you're like it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay Tony had put me in contact also with Christopher Nwinski who also was helping me a lot through that. But it, it, I just, when you can't see, they can tell you every second of the day till they're blue in the face, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. But until it comes back, you're absolutely terrified. And what really shook me is when I went to my optho neurologist appointment, neuro ophthalmologist, I am brain together. Right. Gotcha. right. <laughs> yeah. They, it was my appointment to get cleared. And I'm thinking, okay, this is good. Cause I, I could finally see again. And he right away was like, oh my gosh, you're, you're, you have retinal bleeding. Your retina is still bleeding. I can't oh clear you. We have yeah. to send you to a specialist. And I, that was it. I had a break. I called Doc Sampson freaking out. Hindsight, everything ended up being fine, full recovery. I'm okay. But I was that for me, that would have been a career ending for both careers. If I can't see, I can't drill on someone's teeth. So if, and then obviously you can't see, you can't so that, that really, really scared me. And I, for months, it, it, I was afraid, like even in the ring, I'm hesitant. I was, because if you don't have a, a true injury the first time you do, it's, it's your shell shock, definitely. So talk about when we were back there for New Year's Day in Jacksonville. Yeah, it, and you know, it's, I remember that being a terrible night, but there's so much of the aftermath of the, of the match. I don't remember, like I don't remember being in the, in the trainer's room. It's just the, you know, what, what comes with a concussion. I, I, I remember Aubrey coming every single hour on the hour that night checking on me. You were on floor nine. I was on six. Yeah. And I'd actually, I'd actually driven you back home or back to the hotel, like in your car and then checked you in. And I was like, I need a key. And they're like, why do you need a key? I'm like, just trust me. I need a key. Like don't ask questions. (laughs) in case she falls asleep and can't open the door. Like I need a key. And uh, yeah, it's like I come in and you're all curled up in your hoodie. And I I just felt so bad waking you every time because you're like, oh, I'm sleeping. And I'm like, Britt. I'm sorry. I would apologize every time I woke you up. Like, Britt, I'm so sorry, but I need to wake you up. How are you feeling? Right. <laughs> and then we text like 50 people. 
<laughs> that we're all asking. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like everyone was, we're such a, a tight knit family. Like everybody, all the EVPs were texting me, checking in on me daily, the roster. It's, it was very reassuring that it's not just like our injuries don't go unnoticed. People, they care about you. They want to make sure you're doing okay. They want to make sure that also that it doesn't happen again. We have like a very strict concussion, concussion protocol now that basically like we, we don't, we want to prevent bad things from happening. Right. Granted they're going to happen, but all what we can learn and, and build new protocol from that. So here we are now, now we're, now we're set. we got a great concussion protocol. I'm okay. Aubrey's okay. Tony's okay. Yes. Everyone's okay. <laughs> yes. It's all great. Considering I'll never take a mump in my life. You don't know that. You don't know that. It's possible. <laughs> well, you, you hang well, out you with Britt on TV. I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, I want to, want to talk about that. Britt Baker now uh, goes from being uh, uh, the dentist and, and kind of the face of women's wrestling in AEW, the first one signed. And now Britt Baker is turning heel. Uh, how, how did you feel about that? I'm still the face. Okay, sorry. See, there you go. <laughs> no, uh, I okay. So this was something when I the first video package I did, which was for Double or Nothing, um, when Cody Cody set up. When Cody watched it back, he says, "Yeah, that was great, but you're going to be a great heel one day." And this was like a, a, a huge baby face th- th- package. So I'm like, what? Um, and then, you know, just naturally what, and it was kind of, kind of heartbreaking to me as the fans kind of turned on, oh, she's a dentist and it became a joke and it was like a mockery. And that, that is crushing when you literally spent blood, sweat and tears, worked your ass off to become a dentist and a professional wrestler. And then it's just something, it's just like a meme or something to joke about that really sucked. And that's something that I was beating myself up over so much. I was like, oh my gosh. Now what? That 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 was my that's my thing. That's what I worked so hard to do. That's why I, you know, announced myself as Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Which, by the way, is redundant. You don't need the doctor and the DMD. But I was like, it's professional wrestling. We have to do it. We have to do it big. Sure. So just cram it down people's face. Right, right. So that was kind. Of, that was really hard for me at first. This the 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 joking. Oh, she's a dentist. She's a dentist. And because for me, it's not a joke. That was the hard, Those were the hardest years of my life. That's one of the biggest accomplishments I will ever have. And then it was actually Kenny who we were just training in the ring one day, and he said, "Well, how do you feel about becoming a heel?" And I was, you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm up for anything. With that being said, I have zero experience as being a heel. I've been Which ba- is hilarious because you're an incredible heel. I've been booked as a babyface my whole life. I maybe had like two quick indie matches where they're like, hey, just be a heel today where I'm like, oh, God, I don't know what I'm doing. And then Tony and Cody kind of got on board with it too. Like, hey, well, yeah, we're going to we're going to turn you heel. And I was like, oh, my gosh, here we go. And it was I cut a promo on Reho at that Jacksonville show. And I had a, I had Twitter responses saying like, wow, she really resembles Chris Jericho from WCW calling himself a role model. And I was like, oh my gosh, wait. So I went back and watched so much Chris Jericho role model stuff. And that that is honestly the, everything you see me now, I'm getting wow. ideas from Chris That's Jericho great. back then. And I went to him right away and I was like, hey, Jericho, I have this idea. What do you think? Like, I think I could kind of, he, right. He's like, oh my gosh, you have to run with that. That's perfect. You're, you're, you're the dentist. You're pretty, you're in shape. He goes, rub it in their faces. You're, you're the role model. And it, that was it. Then I texted Tony Khan. Hey, I have this idea. Since I'm going to turn heel, what if we do something like this? 
And that was it. That was, it was been history from then. And Cody has been so, so instrumental in, in helping this heel turn be successful because we're, we're talking promo ideas late at night. He's coming to the show early to help me go over stuff. Him and him, Tony, both. I can't say enough good things about Cody and how much he's for no reason, just really thrown himself too into helping this heel turn be a success. Well, that's one of the things that's great about AEW, right? Is that everyone right. wants to help everyone be successful. Right. And it's real great. Like when Britt's out doing a promo, Cody runs up in go position is like listening. And as soon as the crowd bites on something, he's like, yeah, <laughs> which is so great to watch that. It's like, we're all pushing for each other and we all want to see each other succeed. So when you see something resonate and you see something happening, it's fantastic. And you can't not be happy for everybody. Britt, you got to be you got to be excited because and of course I've been standing there many times. Uh, the fans have turned on you quickly. Very quickly. And I have to say like having you there, it's like a comfort blanket. <laughs> like I'm just like okay, if if this really goes off the wall and this goes downhill quickly, I'm next to Tony Schiavone, he'll, he'll get it, get it back on track, right. we'll be okay. So that that's definitely uh, having you there beside me. That is for me, that's why I think that I haven't crashed and burned and why these are still being successful because it's in my head he's here we're gonna be okay yeah it's it's like the last one that you did with big swole and she missed her cue coming out oh my <laughs> we, god we just repeated the line again <laughs> we're literally like when she coming when she coming for uh, almost a minute we're waiting for her to come out and we had said i had said the right. cue like twice now and we're just like well here we're just gonna awkwardly smile these fans want to kill me now because i just insulted their whole town to be fair that was not her fault we were all listening backstage and there was no, no speaker set up so we actually couldn't hear the cue word uh-huh. And we're waiting for someone else in production right. to give us like, hey, did they say it? Did they say it? And then eventually we're like, ah, fuck it. Just send her out. Like, we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. They're, I went back. I was like, where, where was she? And they're like, oh, we couldn't hear. And I'm like, well, you had a whole two minutes beforehand to figure out that you couldn't hear to figure out how to hear to send her out. It, anyway, it's why show day's crazy. Show day's crazy. Okay. We learned a lot. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I love doing stuff like that. I love doing stuff off the cuff and when things go wrong and and trying to pick it up. I came so close to saying well, Dr. Baker, I do know for sure there's a lady in the back who has taken exception to everything you've said. So let's bring out Big Swole. I came very close to it. Yeah, let's hope <laughs> the music out. plays. We should have just started doing her her entrance music, her rap. Like, start throwing up the double by. And then and then we're texting each other immediately backstage, like, oh my God, what where was she? What happened? It's, yeah. it's, it's live it's, TV. It's live TV and it's it's absolutely wonderful. Okay. Uh we uh, have gone through now your uh, first foray into AW. We've gone through the turning heel, concussion, all of that. But, you know, just recently, you and Hikaru on Dynamite. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Turned in a, just a blockbuster performance. You really did. Now, you broke your nose. No, that was a shoot. But you just plowed right through that. And that was, you got to be really excited about that match and how it, how it all ended up on and i know it's there listen we're in a different time now there are no fans empty arena so it's harder to feed off the fans when you have none but you had to be very excited about how that all played out oh my gosh and i i will tell you i so we've we filmed it in right. advance obviously i was nervous like sick to my stomach for a week until we knew it was going to air just because when we were there it had gotten so much positive feedback and and the dreadful like Twitter trolls. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, I, I felt so good about it now. But then as soon as it airs, people are going to tear it apart. They're going to tear me apart. This is going to be off. And it, it, I just wanted to live off that high of the praise that I got from the actual tapings. 
But then when it aired and it was such positive feedback, I was like, oh my gosh, they like it. This is great. This is great. This is great. But I just remember being so nervous. I felt that that day, knowing that it was going to air, um, like how I feel before a match. Like I was that, I felt that sick to my stomach, nervous to watch myself. Watching yourself so is so uncomfortable, but when you're watching yourself live with the rest of the world in, in that match. So I had got told the night before, Hey, we're going to have you go like 12 to 15 with Sheeta. Is that cool? And I'm like, Oh my God. I, th- I don't think I had wrestled since the Chicago pay-per-view, like the pre-show. Oh, that's right. So yeah. I was like, yeah, no problem. So I, I was, I think so. Maybe I had another match, but it was, it was, I had not had a lot of reps in recently at all. So obviously I was mm-hmm. very nervous. Um, and then the, the nose injury was like a, Oh my gosh, red equals green, right? It was a right. blessing in disguise. Cause that's just made everything. Do I wish there were fans there? Yes, because you you feel everything a little bit more when when there's not you don't hear like the roar of the audience behind you. But I will say, even just having our our roster, the the eight of whatever of them in the crowd helps so much. Just to hear right. something, it's some great. sort of rumbling going on. You know, you don't you don't want to hear your own bumps. You don't want to hear your, yourself getting blown up in your own breast because then that freaks you out more. But the the blood when I and I knew right away. I heard I felt the crunch. I felt it. I heard I felt right away. Felt the the hot blood coming down my face, and I was like, I lay down. I'm and Paul Turner put the gloves on and got them right away. And I thought that they were going to say, Hey, we, we're going to cut it. And I was like, don't, I was like, don't, can't, I was like, don't, don't, don't call it. Don't call it. Cause I didn't want him to, cause I was like, no, 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 I'm okay. I can get through this. This is going to, this is, can be a moment. And I, and the, 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 the gif right now, the meme is when I look at the camera, I just remember looking out of the side of my eye, seeing that camera and the right. red lights on. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, that's the one. And I was like, I, I need to show this blood right now because. And that's the one that ended up on the t-shirt, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh my Which God. Ryan told me that it is the first female top seller shirt of the week in Whoa, very cool. Yeah. That is very cool. And, very, uh, very cool. You know, Chris Jericho has been so great on commentary. He even said the line that you went from Ace Fraley to Gene Simmons all in one match. And that kind of caught on as well. You know? Which is the inspiration right. to yeah, the yeah. shirt too, the, the kissing shirt. Oh my gosh, I can't say enough good things about Chris Jericho. He helps me so much with with some of these heel promos. Like I'll have an idea and run it by him and he'll tweak it this way or this way. Or he'll be like, remember, you're a role model. You're not you're not just gonna go, you know, talk shit on everyone. You're gonna you're you're a role model too. So ha- having him with the with the minor tweaks there, it's it's invaluable. How how lucky are we that we He's- get to work with Chris Jericho? Literally one of the greatest of all time. And then to have him on commentary, he's one of the greatest of all time, the commentary too. Also, obviously, Tony, we love you too. I understand. You're okay. I get it. But um, that <laughs> right. it's, it's so surreal that, I mean, times, times are crazy right now, but how is it that I get to wrestle one of the best matches of my career, uh, bust my nose, have Tony and Chris Jericho on commentary and have a top selling shirt of the week all in one week? It's pretty cool. Life is good for Dr. Britt Baker. We're going to be talking about her life here in just a moment. We're back, AEW Unrestricted, with Britt Baker, DMD, Aubrey Edwards, Tony Schiavone here. We've talked a lot about your time at AEW, concussions, bloody noses, promos, all these fun things. But one of the things that often comes up outside of the ring is your relationship with another wrestler that a lot of us know, Mm -hmm. um, Adam Cole, who's currently at NXT. Uh, So what's that like? I mean, like being with someone who's on a competing product literally running at the same time as us. It, there's a lot of support and a lot of friendly competition as well. We all we are like we're always like checking the rating, like who won. We always win. You know, obviously most of the Our time. Our demos are better. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but he is also one of my biggest supporters and biggest fans um, and biggest critics too, which is a great thing because he's arguably sure. one of one of the best. So to have him sitting on my couch breaking down, you know, promo or move or matches, it's I'm, I'm so lucky to have that, and I and I take advantage of it all the time. I know a lot of wrestling couples they don't talk wrestling together. Some of my friends they're like, no, we don't talk about that. I can't it's imagine that. Talker, but I'm just like, oh my god, I why would I not pick his brain when I he has been through so he's been wrestling I, I can't remember if it's like 11 or 12 years a long time i've been wrestling four and a half years and not to mention that some of those weren't like heavily heavily wrestled years because i was in dental school too so i have so much to learn i know i have so much to learn so i i ask everybody everything why i wouldn't ask somebody who's sitting on the couch with me watching my this day match i am is is idiotic in my opinion um and he watches everything like if there's something that I do, he, he will find, even if I don't want him to see it, I'm like, Oh my God, this is so bad. He will find it and put it on and watch it. And, and I'll hear about it. Um, that being said, I right. watch all of his stuff to. too. We're very lucky that Tony has no problem with me going to watch his live shows. So I, as we all know, was in the crowd at takeover when right. he won the, the title for the first yeah. time, which he's, this is, this is also annoying, but he originally was told he mm. can't come to our shows. He, for all in, actually, he had a plane ticket booked and then he, they were told, mm. they, they told him you can't go. Mm. So he still came to be supportful and he just watched it on his phone in the hotel. Oh, so that way we could nice. after party afterwards, but he wasn't allowed to go. And then recently they've changed their tune and he, he was able to come to our new year's show. And and it's great for him too because all the these are this right. is his family like sure. the Young Bucks and Adam right. Cole go way back they have been together long before right. Adam Cole and Britt Baker were together. I mean there was ROH there was BTE they've killed him previously like there's I mean I know that every time I've seen Adam I'm like oh hey I thought you were dead like and yeah. I'm sure everybody does it with him. <laughs> oh my gosh every time I post a picture of him that's he's a dead. ghost going he's on? dead. I want to tell you a little inside story. I don't know if you picked it up or not, Britt, but uh, Excalibur told me that that Adam is always concerned about his weight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that he always thinks he looks fat, okay? So we were doing commentary about you one night, and Excalibur says, I think Dr. Baker likes you. I said, why not? I understand she has a thing for fat guys. Oh, and my so, God. <laughs> so that was directed right at, right at him, and, and, I, and I didn't know if you yep. picked that up or not, but... Uh, I love doing stuff like that. Oh, he did. Yeah. He did. He loves it. It's, it's an ongoing joke they had. And he, I mean, Excalibur, they're from right. the PWG family. They're all, it's all one huge yeah. giant family. And I hope there is a day in the future, in the, in the near future, where Adam Cole can be in a ring with the Young Bucks and Kenny and Cody. That'd be awesome. And, and all will, it'll come full circle and we can all be one That'd giant be happy yes. family. I, I, I agree with that. Well, how did you, uh, how did you and Adam meet? Tell us that story. Ooh, this is good. So I was I was in Hershey, Pennsylvania for a dental conference. Wow. And me and my roommate were at the time on the app called Bumble, which is a dating app, but where the where the girl has to Tony knows swipe what it is. right, Tony but the girl has to say hello first, or the conversation never takes <laughs> off. So it's like, you know, a lot of girl power. So I saw his picture. But it didn't look like I, I only know the Ring of Honor Adam Cole with the hair down and the wet and the the leather jacket. But it was like it said Austin because his name's Austin. And I'm like, this guy looks so familiar. Who the frick is this? And then finally, um, I put it together and I was Facebook friends with him because everybody's friends on Facebook, even yep. though they've never actually met each other. And I sent him a screenshot of that just to be like witty. I'm like, do you know this guy? And he was like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm, that's so embarrassing. And we and we started talking. 
And then he's like, yeah, I'd love to take you out on a date sometime. But for me, all I knew was Adam Cole, the wrestling character. And I, I was like, <laughs> absolutely not. Because he's, he's a shithead. Like, he's an arrogant little cocky shit. And I'm like, absolutely not. So three months later, we started talking again. He's like, hey, I still would really like to take you out on a date. And, I, and he was in Pittsburgh for a Ring of Honor show. And I totally blew him off because I thought he was just skeezy looking for like, you know, one night stand or something. I'm like, no, I'm, I will not date a wrestler. I'm not following into that trap. I'm going to be Funny successful on my own. But he was such a sweetheart and, and just kept on, kept on, kept on asking. And this was, this is when I really knew that he was such a great guy. He told me, I really want to take you on a, on a date when I get back from Japan. Cause he was going to wrestle kingdom. He had wrestled wrestle kingdom, became the three time, ring of honor world champion and as soon as his match was done he still came back to his phone and texted me and said hey match is all done it went great i hope Aww. you have a great day it's cool today so i'm like this is like one of the biggest moments of his life and he still thinks to text me That's like maybe cool he's not all that bad so when he got back from japan we both drove two hours to meet in the center of pennsylvania to go on a date we went to tj fridays and we sat there for five hours talking and after it's here we are living wow. together in Orlando, Florida. He is freaking smooth, buddy. He is smooth. Oh, I know. So, so listen, uh, during all this uh, time due to the coronavirus, have you been spending your time at home? So I've, I've been reading a lot. I'm reading right. JR's book right now. Um, I reread Chris Jericho's no is a four letter word because I read that. I, I read that like sporadically in dental school. I actually remember very vividly a time where I was reading it when, in class when I shouldn't have been in the professor took it and said, you can have, you can have this back after oh class. My God. So, so now I was like, now I'm going to like read this uninterrupted so I don't have to sneak and get in trouble. But, um, and I've been watching a lot of wrestling, like weird old, old matches that like I watched the, the 2012 Royal Rumble the other day. And then I've just been hanging outside and, and hanging out with my boyfriend. Cause this is, this is the first time I've had downtime since my senior year of high school, which was in 2009. So for me, this is kind of like, uh, uh, I'm relaxing and, and taking it in as I can because I, I don't get to relax too often. So I'm just really making sure that I, you know, being getting good workouts in and relaxing and getting great sleep because I, I never get enough sleep during right. throughout the week. This whole thing's been kind of a blessing in disguise, especially like with both of you in wrestling, like you're both at home right now. Yeah, and, and dental offices are closed right now. They're only open for emergencies, and, and that's only so that they're, they're keeping patients out of the hospitals because we don't you – know, the hospitals are, are – are, overpopulated is, is enough right now. We don't, we want the sick patients to get taken care of. We don't want people going in for a toothache or like come to come to the dentist for that. Don't go to the hospital. But it's, with that being said, I'm ready for life to go back to normal. I, I miss, I oh miss God, the yes. AEW family. I miss our fans. It's kind of like, okay, the break was nice, but then every, I think we're all kind of getting stir crazy. And at the same time, it's a, it's a scary time right now too. We want the world to be okay. And we want the world to heal. So even though we want to get back to, to normal, I think we, it's, we all just, we're, we all know in our hearts, we need exactly. to wait for when it's the right time. So with you and Austin being both at home, uh, are you guys working out together? No, we never work out together. Like we'll go to the gym together, but and it, that's a him thing. I'm all about like buddy workouts, but he's like, no, I have to 
have my rap music on and, and talk to no one. So even at home, you guys are like that? Yeah, we literally, we work outside. We work out outside. Um, we wait till it gets dark because it's way too hot in Florida. And we work out outside by the pool and he does his thing and I do my thing. But we're just like, hey, how you, how's it going? Like waving to each other. But, and then and then once our workout's done, we're, we're back to, to being a, a loving couple. But while we That's work so out, funny. we're like strangers. <laughs> hey, here's an interesting question. When you, uh, when the dentist's, office is open and you're working on patients how many recognize you as Britt baker the wrestler oh a lot it, that's that's picked up and you know what i could kick myself because i thought that it was going to be awesome to have my name my real name be yeah. my wrestling name because i was like oh but i'm i'm an actual dentist i'm an actual doctor so i'm just going to keep make that my wrestling name so it carries on didn't think ahead that i would have any kind of success where people could easily like google oh, me and no. google the office phone number so there's def I get I get a lot a lot of fan mail sent to the dental office and none of it gets opened or touched it get it's like re- returned to sender right away because we just can't have that it's unfortunate send send fan mail to AEW don't send it to the dental office but more and more I'm actually getting patients because they're wrestling fans and our our fans are, are pretty respectful like they're coming they actually want like dental treatment or dental advice or a cleaning it's not they're not just coming in saying like hey sign this or take this picture which is great and i hope it stays that way because it's the dental office is very overwhelming during the day as is it's it would be a lot a lot to handle just wrestling fans coming right. in and out yeah, I got <laughs> all it. day a uh, brit it's been a great ride and uh we're so proud of you we really are you you've really you've 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 turned into oh, a great heel thank and you. i I feel personally uh, kind of responsible for that because I just love working with you, holding the mic for you. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're we're the duo. We're one of the best duos in AEW history. uh, By the way, I want to remind fans that you can go to Pro Wrestling Tees and find uh, Britt's shirt. That is the hottest selling T-shirt for a female wrestler ever. Right. That's right. Lots of blood. That's right. So hardcore. Britt, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Okay. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to the AEW Unrestricted Podcast. By the way, that's for free, right, Aubrey? Free, 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 free. Oh, free. Wherever you get your podcast. Tune in AEW Dynamite Wednesdays at 8 o'clock, 7 central, only on TNT. Yes, we still wrestle each and every week, even during these times. Hell yeah. And I'm Tony Schiavone. I'm Aubrey Edwards. Thanks for listening. And what about me? Fine. Okay, and you are? Dr. Rebecca DMD. There you sure. go. Thanks for listening to Unrestricted. Unrestricted.